This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, what is up, podcast listeners? I am so glad that you have found yourself at the Joyful Courage Podcast. This is a place where we celebrate real and raw conversations about raising kids with conscious parenting and positive discipline. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm a facilitator. I'm a parent coach. Most importantly, I am a mom of two teenagers and I am walking the path of more mindful, intentional parenting right alongside of you. Please know that this podcast is created for you. I create it for you and for our community. And if you love it, Feel free to share it with all of your family and friends over social media. Let's spread the word. Let's get as many people as possible listening to this show. Please write a review on Apple's podcast, formerly known as iTunes, and join the Patreon community where parents just like you are contributing just a small little amount each month to the show and enjoying perks like monthly webinars and community conversations about the content you hear on this podcast. Check the show notes for links and more details on all of that. I'm so, so grateful that you are here and now enjoy the show. Hey, listeners. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to episode 175. And I'm uh, coming to you live from my closet. Today, I'm going to talk about screens and technology, and it's technically a solo show. However, I have two really special guests that are going to join me later in this conversation. Uh, But before we get there, I have some exciting news to share. First of all, Lisa Damore, author of Untangled and the new book, Under Pressure, Confronting the Epidemic of Stress and Anxiety in Girls, is coming on the podcast this spring. I'm super excited. It's a really big deal, you guys. I, After I read Untangled last year, loved it. Everyone with teen girls, preteen girls needs to read that book more than once. Um, I reached out, of course. I was like, can she come on my podcast? And her people were like, she's kind of busy. So, you know, I didn't get to have her come on back then. And then I got a email last week from her publicist saying, hey, there's this new book coming out by Lisa Damore. She'd love to come on your show. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I mean, 
there's a lot of times where I get pitched people when they're, you know, their publicists or their publishers reach out to me. A lot of times I'm reaching out to them, especially big people like Brené Brown and Dan Siegel. I'm really hustling on my end. And I get a lot of, uh, no, they're really busy. Sorry, not at this time. Um, so it was really exciting to get that email. My other really exciting news is that my book has a launch date. Pre-sale for Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey. Pre-sale is April 10th. Official launch date right now is May 20th. So listen, if you are not yet on the newsletter list, jump in there to keep up with all of the book news and the incentives that I'm putting together for those of you that choose into the pre-sale. You can go to joyfulcourage.com slash join, joyfulcourage.com slash join and join my newsletter list. And when you join now, you get a cute little 10 steps to joyful courage download that's great for the refrigerator or any other place that you want to put a little a little cheat sheet up reminding you how to be in your best parenting self. So check it out. I have two new iTunes reviews that I'm going to share with you that were so sweet. From January, I got a five-star review from Chris and Jess. And they wrote, I found you through Birds and Bees and Kids. And as your podcast began, it was as if you were speaking from my own mothering journey. I feel as if you are another angel in my continuing journey. I found your podcast episode very insightful, informative, and affirming. I am tuning in. Thank you, Chris and Jess. And you all know how much I love Amy Lang from Birds and Bees and Kids. Did you know that she started a podcast too? It's called Just Say This. Check it out on iTunes or wherever you are listening to podcasts because it's short and sweet. And you know, Amy, she's hilarious and super direct. The podcast also received another five-star review earlier this month from Earth Mama. Hey, Kate, I see you. I know this is from you. She wrote... Casey is like my long lost sister that I've never met. Like-minded is an understatement. When I was feeling down with my mothering, I searched positive discipline in podcasts and Eureka, joyful courage appeared like a bright star in the dark night. I eat this podcast up. I tell every parent I know about it. I find myself nodding while I listen as I do my housework. I feel like my hand is being held and I'm gently being led through this incredibly strategic yet unpredictable chess game of parenting. Do yourself a favor and soak in the wisdom that Joyful Courage so generously shares. Thank you, Casey. Much love from the heartland. Thank you, Earth Mama. One day, one day our paths will cross. I can't wait. Yes, thank you to everyone that is jumping into iTunes and leaving reviews. This helps with my visibility. This helps, I you know, iTunes know like, oh, people like this. So we're going to suggest it when people come on and look for parenting podcasts. Um, and it feels really good to read and know that what I'm doing over here in my house matters to you. So thank you. Today's content screens... Why? Why am I talking about screens? Well, it is coming up 
in the Joyful Courage Parents of Teens Facebook community. It's coming up in calls with clients. It's coming up in my own life and practice with my kids. And for certain, it's a big pain in the ass. We are all living with the screen dilemma. Actually, I'm going to footnote that because when I say all, you know, I know that I have some listeners that are off the grid and homeschooling and, and it just hasn't become an issue for you yet. Okay. So this particular episode is for those of us who, you know, are kind of more in the mainstream and screens are an issue. Um, today I'm going to share and inquire from my own experience, not because I know the way or because I have it all figured out, but because I'm in it with you. And you're really going to hear that in a a few minutes. Remember last April, for those of you that have been listening for a long time, last April, I had Dr. Delaney Runston on and we talked about her documentary, Screenagers. So Screenagers is a film and it, it is put out by, typically by community groups. Um, you can request different social um, community groups to get the the movie to come to your community and do community-wide showings. And there's so many pearls of wisdom and research in that conversation with her. Feel free to listen or re-listen. It was episode 140. Um, I've also had, I also had a powerful conversation with one of my colleagues who is also a positive discipline lead trainer about this during the teen summit, which is available to invest in through the end of the month at joyfulcourage.com slash teen summit. Um, she and I just spoke about her very real experience, um, as well as my own around navigating screens And then, gosh, I don't even know when this episode came out. It was episode 82. I did a conversation. I had a conversation with Kim Mensch about parenting in the age of smartphones, right? We're always talking about this, especially as our kids get into middle and high school. It's not going anywhere. And some of the pain points that I'm hearing from the community and experiencing myself are around like, how do we set limits and boundaries How much should we monitor? What do we do when our agreements are broken? You know, our kids can get really defensive. Some might say it's like trying to take drugs away from a drug addict, right? They get really worked up. We worry that the internet is forever and about the content that they're posting. Uh, We worry about how are they going to develop real relationship skills when everything is over text or instant message or Snapchat. We worry about online and social media bullying, sexting and nudes. How much is too much to be on their phone? Like just, you know, what what is too much? How to be the lone parent who waits to get their child a phone? And then if we are doing that, how to support our kids with friendship and staying connected when they don't have social media or phones? Should we restrict what they do or see on their devices? How do we have, uh, get really real and honest about our own phone use, parents? What about when they use devices as avoidance or escape, right? There's, I mean, there's just, there's so much there. This is such a crazy, complicated 
part of what parenting in 2019 entails, right? It's tricky. It's tricky. And so in the spirit of that trickiness, because I'm going to say it again, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. And I've lived, you know, I'm on the journey with you, with my two kids. And so I have a surprise for you. I have a surprise for you. I actually invited my two kids into the closet with me. And uh, here's the result of the conversation we had about screens. All right. So I figured if I'm going to talk about screens and kids, it would be really useful to talk to my own kids. And I thought, you know what? You probably would like to hear what's going on at my house because it is by no means anywhere near perfect. I have my son, Ian, who's 13. He's in seventh grade. He's sitting on my right. And my daughter, Rowan, my 16-year-old, who's in 10th grade, (laughs) is on my left. And we are actually currently sitting in my closet. In the dark. In the dark. Yeah, sharing a microphone. So, um, yeah, so this has been our history. So our history with the screen, as far as like when it got really crazy, was Rowan, you were in fourth grade, mm-hmm. right? Selena, yes. you were in fourth grade. You had an iPad. You both had iPads, but you came home from school and you were like, I want to get on this app, text now, and I want to be able to text my friends. Yeah. Right. I didn't have a phone or anything. I just had an iPad. Right. You didn't have anything but an iPad and and the kids were using, your girlfriends, right, were using... iPods. They had iPods and they were using this TextNow app. And of course, immediately, listeners, I was like, oh God, how can I control this? Of course, right? And... um, I think I got to be on it for 15 minutes every day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We made this whole agreement... We've made many an agreement, but it was pretty, it was pretty rigid. It was pretty tight, right? How much time you got to spend on it. And then sixth grade, you got your first flip phone, flip phone, which I didn't really mind it. Yeah. Too much. You were able to text friends. Cause not every, it wasn't like every single person had an iPhone then. Right. In sixth grade. Right. But you were definitely becoming more curious about social media, specifically Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But right. I only had a flip phone. But you only had a flip phone. And so then when you were 13, I decided because I was like, well, it says on the website, you have to be 13 <laughs> to use social media. So that's going to be my role, even as both of my kids have rolled their eyes at me at that and said, mom, everyone's on social media. I used that to my advantage and said, well, you got to wait till you're 13. So 13, got on Instagram. When did I, we had some, we had some Snapchat Oh, I was on Snapchat before you knew I was on Snapchat. Right, because I got on Snapchat, and Snapchat's like, oh, find your friends that are also on Snapchat. So and she I'm... looked up my number. No, no, that's not what happened. Remember, you're sitting outside. I think I know. I was sitting outside, and I literally was oh, looking from through. Your yeah, yeah, and I was looking through my contacts, and there's Rowan, and I thought, oh, really. Rowan's on Snapchat. So I called her down. What did I say? Do you remember when I called you down? I was in the backyard. The weirdest thing happened. You, you're you on Snapchat. Like, why are you on Snapchat? <laughs> I was pretty calm. But was I, like, scary calm? Or do you yeah, remember? I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I was super bugged. Um, 
Yeah. And then eighth grade, sometimes you were Snapchat official with me, right? Yeah. At the beginning of eighth grade, at the end of seventh grade, I was allowed to get it. Yeah. Oh, really? No, beginning of eighth. It was the beginning of eighth grade. Oh, I resisted listeners. There was just something about Snapchat. It just feels like the wild frontier. The whole, like, disappearing things. And it feels like kids are, it feels like a wild party. Yeah. And there's no parents. Like, people feel like they can do whatever they want on Snapchat. Yeah. What are some of the worst things that you've seen show up on Snapchat? Like a lot of drugs. Meaning, and, like, videos of people doing drugs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, people selling drugs. Or, like, there's everything you can think of on Snapchat. Have you ever gotten, what are some of the direct messages, comments towards you that have, that? what are the things that you hate about navigating on Snapchat? Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. What do you mean? Like, well, like, 
sometimes do people show up and ask for, you know where I'm oh, going yeah, with this. Oh, yeah, ask for nudes. Ask for nudes. Yeah, and is yeah. that super common? Yes. Yeah. I remember one time. Like every week I have to block people. Ugh. I remember one time we were talking about it in the car and I was expressing how sad I was for you, like that you had to deal with that. And you looked at me and you were, you said, it's just white noise, mom. It's like white noise. And that just like crushed my heart. (laughs) Cause I don't think you need to have to like, what the hell? What the hell? Our girls, our boys, they shouldn't have to be navigating this but then you know okay so there's the dark but it's not like in person they're like oh hey no they just are through snapchat and they're like huh you look kind of cute let me just shoot my shot in the worst possible way to shoot it what do you mean shoot my shot like hey can i get some pics oh like it's just like totally pathetic yeah. pickup yeah yeah, right, because they don't have to have face-to-face rejection. They don't have yeah. to get courageous and walk up to you in a room and say, hey, I saw you standing here. It's super easy to just shoot out a text and be like, hey, you're cute. Let me see your boobs. Yeah. Oh, Has anyone ever yeah. sent you there? Yeah, people will just add me and then send me dick pics. Ew. <laughs> out of nowhere. And then get mad when I... Don't respond. Ew. Ew. Gross. Ew. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there's that. Um, I've always kind of tried to create boundaries, right? With the phone and everything, right? You all didn't get to see the look that just passed over Rowan's (laughs) face when I said that. How have you felt about my involvement with your screen time? Like, how has it felt for you? It used to be really, really, really annoying because it's like it's what's normal now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I felt like you didn't really understand that because Mm -hmm. like in my generation, but like the new generation, people are getting smartphones when they're in like great, like elementary school. Yeah. But for my generation, it was normal to have a smartphone and be on social media so you having all those rules, I was like, obviously you don't get it. Right. I heard that a lot. And now how do you feel? Fine. What do you mean? I wish social media never existed so we didn't have to be on our phones because now that like now that I've been on social media and have an iPhone, it's like you can't really go back. Yeah. What do you mean you can't go back? Like, go back to... Because I... So something... And Ian, we're going to get to you. Don't worry if you're feeling left out over there. Um, So what I've noticed with you is, like, we went through this intense period of time. And and it was a couple years, really, eighth and ninth grade, where there was a lot of you and I battling. I I felt out of control in that I didn't know how to control you. Right. Which is, you know, as you all know, listeners is my biggest issue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And but really what I've noticed in the last, I don't know, four, four, three or four months is that you've kind of, you know, you stopped following people on Instagram. You've really pared down you know, as far as your more personal Instagram, because, you know, everyone, they have the public account and then they have their spam. Now, what about there's another thing that it's called Finsta. Finsta. Is that the same as a spam account? So spam or Finsta account is where you kind of curate. It's your closer group of friends, right? 
Yeah. And you post more. Yeah. Okay. So. About you, stupid stuff. Like, or random stuff. Yeah. It's more like like the all the parents that are on Facebook who are like, <laughs> blah, the traffic or blah, whatever yeah. we parents want to shout out about. So you've really, you seem to have pulled back a little bit on on your phone. Do you feel like you've become, is that about being just more aware of not, of how much you were using it or what motivated you to kind of move a little bit away from being so attached to the social media stuff? What would when you I say? When I was on my phone, nothing was actually happening in real life. And like once you're on social media for more than two years, like you can't just you can't really stop being on it. You can pull back a lot, mm-hmm. but you can't, it's like, you can't just like delete the apps, throw your phone away and just keep living your life because it's like, things happen. Like things happen, not that important things, but it's like this pressure to always know what's going on with people. And like, if you miss someone's post where they say that they're sad or something, you don't text them, then they'll be like, are you mad at me? Like, why didn't you text me? Because I'm sad and mm. stuff like that. So, so does it feel like there's a lot of response? Like that's like it's res- it's irresponsible to shut it all down. Is that how it feels? Yeah, sometimes. I remember one day, I like a couple months ago, I turned, I just didn't go on my phone the whole day, and people like were texting me. They're like calling me, saying, "Are you okay? Oh my god, what happened to you? Are you okay?" People that I haven't talked to in, like, months, like, hit me up and were like, oh, my God, like, this person texted me and said that they hadn't heard from you all day. Are you okay? Yeah. And I just wasn't on my phone. Well, and on one hand, you know, that is, like, really nice. Did it feel like genuine concern for your well-being? (laughs) Like, God, leave me alone. Okay, so there's a little bit, so it can be overkill. Yeah. What do you like about it? What do you like about social media? You can, like, meet new people. There's people I never would have actually hung out with in real life if I hadn't met them on social media. Okay. But that's it. Okay. And I know that there's probably parents listening thinking like, uh, yeah, there's people you wouldn't meet in real life if you hadn't met them on social media. And I know the parent ears are like, yeah, like sexual predators. Do you feel like you've been trolled like that by anyone ever? Like, There's weird guys that DM me on Instagram. Yeah. And I just don't respond. Okay. Yeah, there's weird people. <laughs> yeah, there's weird people. There's weird people everywhere. Um. How, what do you, what do you see? And I'll ask both of you, Ian, you can lean in too. Um, (laughs) This is a really hard question to ask, but I'm, you know me, I like to keep it real. What do you see me modeling? You always say, oh, I'm just out. You you always say, I'm on my phone for work use. Like, what? And you're on (laughs) Facebook. Well, yeah. Shout out to my Facebook communities. Yes. And you'll, and you like, are like, get off your phones. But when you're on your phone. You cannot multitask. You just, when you're, ty- oh my God, when you're typing a text, it's like you're in a different room because you can't talk to us. Like, I'll ask you a question. You'll be like, um, and you're like texting and I'm like, what? I know, Ian, you get a lot of grief from me. Yeah, whenever we're watching TV, you're always on your phone or on your computer. Oh, well, I think always is a strong word. Well, 
A lot of the time. Some of the time. Yeah, and you'll be off it for like an hour, hour and a half, and you'll get on it, and then you just won't do anything else. You're just like kind of zoned in, like Rowan said, and like kind of like hard to reach. You have to like get get your attention, like swipe your hand over your phone and be like, Mom, 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 listen. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. Oh, God. So, Ian, let's talk about you for a second. Now that I feel really good about my parenting. Um, You had an iPod in elementary school, yep. right? And could I message your friends? You didn't seem like you used it very often. Um, we got you a flip phone at the start of sixth grade. That's when middle I school starts. I, I used it for like a week and then I just never picked it up again. Yeah, you were super irritated by it. Um, You got an iPhone when? Seventh, seventh grade? I got when did it, you get that? Yeah, I got it in seventh grade. I had bought my first... I bought myself a smartphone, like a Samsung smartphone. You bought it like, for yourself? Yeah, $100. Dad oh. made me buy it for myself. <laughs> in like, um, I think, April, sometime around there. And I had in it until... Grade? Yeah, in, of sixth grade. until uh, I had it until seventh grade. And then... And then you got to get on Instagram. <laughs> that was the... You wanted to get on... You were all excited about Instagram. And so last November, you got on Instagram... How do you, what do you, what's your experience of me creating boundaries around your phone? You create a lot of boundaries. Like, there's a lot of them. Like, you kind of, I feel like you kind of control it. Like, you well, I try. My phone. I try. And you succeed. So what are some of the boundaries? Like, when you say boundaries, what do you mean? Like, what, what are they? Like, um, you have the restrictions on my phone, so I can't, like do anything bad on it, I guess. Or, <laughs> yes, and, I do. Everybody with iPhones, you can get on the screen time and set restrictions and, like, there's modes that you can put in so they don't find, like, creepy sexual content or um, certain websites will be blocked, like, by age, which kind of blocks other things as well. But you can kind of fine-tune it. So, yeah, I, you've I, got some restrictions. What else? Um, I, my phone shuts off completely at... 10.30 on weekends and 8 on <laughs> weekdays. And I love that. I love that I that happens. I hate that. It's so... What um, do you hate about that? You're smiling as you say you hate it. So I appreciate I that it. you're willing to have the conversation without getting really defensive because these kinds of conversations were actually really hard with you, Rowan. Yeah, that she would get really mad at me. So I appreciate that you're having the conversation with me. Because nobody else had, you had crazy rules. And I, like, okay, actually, no, you didn't. Last Thank year, you. Last year, I had to put my phone away at 9.30, which, like, isn't that bad. Not, oh, my I gosh. I put my phone away at 8. At yeah, eight. Well, you're in seventh, seventh grade. grade. And you have to go to bed. Last year, I was a freshman. She was a freshman, and it was going down last year, right? Yeah, but now I feel like you're really chill about it. Yeah, but I still want your phone out of your room at night. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time it happens. Unless I'm scared to go. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to be like more. I'm getting there. You're in seventh grade. You're in seventh grade. Rowan had rules in seventh grade. I'm I'm like, I know, but I'm more mature than she was. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Oh, my God. (laughs) So what are some, so now that you're on social media. Keep in mind that I spend a lot less time on my phone each day than these girls. Oh, really? Do you have your phone on you right yes, now? Yes, I do. Let's do a... Where's my screen phone? Check. Let's, Let's do, do some screen weekly, check. weekly... Where's weekly mine? Total. No, no weekly total. Yes, weekly total. 
Where's mine? Will you turn the light on? Everyone, it's dark in my closet. Oh, there it is. Okay, so we're all, we're just going to do, we're going to share the weekly total right now. Okay, my weekly total is 23 hours and 59 minutes. Oh, God, I'm scared. Ha ha. I'll go last. Which is down 26% from last week. My weekly, what's your weekly total, Rowan? 23 hours and 59 minutes. My weekly total is 24 hours and 33 minutes. My weekly total is 19 hours and 58 minutes. And that's up 15%. But we're talking to more people, so. Well, hey. yeah. My, mine is actually down 8% mine's from down, last week. Mine's down 24%. Mine's up. So I think that I think that it's actually really, I'm, I am enjoying and getting ever more aware of my phone use because the three of us sit down and we do that. Like when we look at our totals and we talk about it and we're in conversation about it, I feel like that helps me to be more aware of how much I'm on my phone. Do you feel like that? I mean, 24 hours, that's like a part-time job. Yeah, it's called living. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, what do you like about social media? Um, most of it, pretty much everything. Pretty like, much well, everything. Specifically, but, like you've only been on um, it for a few months. Yeah. And October. what do you feel like has opened up because of social media? Like what are you um, experiencing? I meet a lot more people, like Ron said. Like <laughs> like, like um, your girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, so you meet more people, kind of ex- expands your social group. Yeah. What are you not? What are you noticing? You know, is there anything that is happening that you weren't expecting? Not really, no. Everything. You're, what do you not like about social media? Um, Lean forward. Your control over it. No, no. I know but, you don't like that, but about actual social media. Um, is there anything you don't? Is there anything you don't like? The people can just be like dicks and like no, like nothing really happens about it unless like you block them oh so that people can just show up and be jerks yeah yeah much. unless like everyone's on a private account which not many people are yeah got it you can talk back to them just saying well, yeah you could get into an instagram really smart words and they will <laughs> stop literally i've done this to someone because i blocked him on snapchat and he dm'd me he's like why'd you do that so i looked up some really smart words <laughs> typed a few paragraphs and he was like okay sorry i'll leave you alone so yeah, we need to talk after this hey and you know what you don't even have to give a reason why you block someone exactly you say you just don't like them yeah you don't probably leave them what do you say leave them open leave them on open leave them, leave them on, on open leave them on red or like unseen. i read your message or delivered and you don't even ever open it got it or unseen um, what do you feel, Ian? Because I know that I totally went on a rant about this the other day. But since getting your smartphone and being on social media, what do you feel like? How do you feel like it gets in the way? It really doesn't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he totally knows that I'm looking for a specific answer here. Yeah. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. You don't feel like it does. Well, and you both like watch a ton of YouTube. No, I don't. You want to know? You know know what? I don't. I don't watch YouTube anymore. Get closer to the mic. I I don't watch YouTube anymore. I set a screen time limit for an hour on YouTube a day. And and when the limit comes up and says, oh. Unless I'm watching something really good and I have a video to watch after, then (laughs) I. Wait. Yeah. So you sort of. You sort of follow the limit? At least it lets you know, like, hey, Ro. Yeah. You've been on this for an hour. Yeah. And the but last... then there's funny videos. Like if I'm depressed, because I'm a teenager, <laughs> I can like look up funny videos. Like, hey. So you use it as a tool. It can become a tool. Sure. Yeah. So what do you think, parents that are listening, What if you could give them any tips, is there like, what do you think that parents need to know? Because this is what we know. We know that there's like, research that shows that when you're on your phone, the same part of the brain is being highlighted as when you're on cocaine. So there's like, there's, so there's like real, it's real life, you know, as far as restrictions and go and everything goes, like we've got to set boundaries for ourselves. All of us, obviously me too. So what do you, like, how can we help parents have, because I feel really grateful that I can have these conversations with you guys and we can laugh and be real and but not everybody is there right now with their teenagers. Just so you know, there was a research done that depressed teenagers are on their phone more, but that doesn't lead to more depression. A lot of people think it does, but it doesn't. Uh, you're going to have to offer me that uh, that depressed article that states that depressed people are on social media more, but the social media doesn't make them more depressed. Yeah, that doesn't okay. make them more depressed. They're just on 
social media more. Hmm. Well, I'm not, I don't, I'm going to have to look at the research on that. But, okay. Oh, oh, Rowan didn't like that. Now she's giving me the. Okay, parents, okay. parents, listen up. So if you're looking, if your child does something wrong and you're looking for something to blame it on, do not blame it on their phones <laughs> if it is not the phone's fault. It will make your child very angry and pretty annoyed because a lot of parents do that and it is not pleasant. Okay. Don't go through your kid's phone because we need secrets. And sometimes, yeah, just don't do it. Well, but okay. I hear you saying that and I totally respect that. And I agree that, you know, thinking back to being a teenager, I know... I didn't want my parents sitting on the other phone in the house listening to the conversations I was having with my friends, for sure. And as parents, we're also looking at what's going on on the outside with our kids. You know, are there drastic changes in their how they're performing at school? Are they changing friend groups? I mean, are there signs that something's going on? And if so, then the phone because it becomes a really useful place to say, okay, you know what? I've offered you all of this privacy, but now I'm I'm really worried and it's legit. But all you're going to find on it is like videos of them vaping or like, <laughs> like, it's not like that. Or, you know, or you might like, I know that there's been parents who have reached out to me who have gotten that gut instinct. And what they've found is their child is in a conversation with somebody who's potentially a predator. Okay, yeah. I don't know what to say to that because some I mean, sometimes fall for Well, and it's like no judgment on those kids. They're just doing the best they can with the tools they have, but I think that you know, yes, I'm hearing that and from the teenager perspective, it's, you know, it's kind of a big eye roll as far as like god parents they always want to look in the phone, but at the same time, sometimes it feels like life or death from our perspective. You know, it just feels like if I don't figure out what's happening, my teenager isn't talking to me. Where else? I mean, that's, you know, I could, we could look for journals, but really that's what phones have become or their, their like inner world. So if you're going, if you were thinking about going into your child's phone, ask, and you're like noticing drastic changes, Mm -hmm. ask them about it, talk to them first. And if they do like, are like really quiet or like don't say much or are being like really secretive about it then you can but if they're if they're not doing that then I I say it's fine to like not do that I don't check it like every day like you could check it like once like every couple weeks or something but like that's if if you're doing it a lot that's pretty over dramatic yeah I don't really check Rowan's phone yeah she's a it's really hard to rip it out of her hands sometimes. But I do check Ian's phone. But you're in seventh grade. So, and Rowan, you're 16 years old. And and, and ultimately, my main... Which things on Ian's phone have gotten me in trouble. So, just <laughs> You let me make that TikTok. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think the most important thing to me is that, like you, Rowan, you're going to be out, you know, you're just inching your way closer to being out in the world as, you know, a a young adult. And ultimately, what I want most is as a young adult, 
you've practiced tools and lived in a, a structured enough environment to where, you know, you're in your own apartment or your own house and you're not spending 20 hours a day on your technology, right? Or you can check yourself. I want you to develop those skills and support you right now. Same with you, Ian. I mean, you're a little further behind, but that ultimately to me is the goal, right? Like that's our goal. We want our kids to stay safe, but this technology isn't going anywhere and it's only getting crazier. So knowing that you're going to be out in the world with these little phones in your pocket or whatever they're going to look like five, 10 years from now. I just want you to have tools to recognize, okay, I am overkilling this. I got to pull back and and really have that awareness. Do you feel like structure and boundaries now are supporting you in ultimately getting there? You have to speak because no one can see you nod. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lean forward. Do you feel like, like, I mean, I know it's annoying, but are you, do you feel like it actually serves you that we have these conversations and we have boundaries and structures? Um, I feel like the boundaries are a little overkill, but I mean, some of them, like, I can understand. Like, some of them are like, okay. What? Like, what, what, what? Like, the downtime. Like, I think that, because if you just... Like, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to be on my phone all night. Like, because I, since I plug it in the hallway. Really? I would I, be on my phone all night if I were you. I plug it in the hallway. <laughs> you were on your phone all I night when you when were I you. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? You weren't me. You were my age. But I plug it in the hallway and, like, it's not like I'm going to go out, sneak it, and put it back in my room or anything. I did. <laughs> you well, did not, or you. do? <laughs> all right, all right. Rowan and Ian, can I just tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, what? So, like, the boundaries are overkill, some of them, but some of them are good. So, yeah, I guess the conversations help. Okay. A lot. Awesome. I guess. So, listeners, I just want to say publicly to my two kids, I adore you. I'm super grateful that you are sitting in the closet with me in the dark having this conversation and, and sharing so that I can share it with my listeners. Is there anything else you want to say? Like how rad your mom is? No. <laughs> really? Come on, now's your chance. <laughs> You're pretty cool. Oh, God. You, uh, just say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, you can leave the closet now. Coming out. And out they go. So, yeah. My purpose in having the kids come in and talk about that is to just highlight one, you know, a, a, a non-emotional conversation about screens can be really powerful and enlightening and relationship building. Right. I mean, I hope that that is something that you heard from me uh, and from the kids in that conversation. We, you know, boundaries and structures are important to have. Yes. What they look like, I feel like depends on who you are and what you want most for your family. I don't think that there is a one size fits all. Uh, what I've learned with my two kids is that things ebb and flow. 
like the screen and, and also not only do things ebb and flow and a lot, but a lot of times how I'm feeling about my kids screen use is directly related to how I'm currently feeling about my own screen use. And, you know, the kids called me out. You heard them. And yes, I am an online entrepreneur. So I am on my screens. I am working like that is a legitimate claim some of the time. And I am equally as guilty as they are or any of us are of, you know, that escapism and wanting to just, you know, quote, chill and scroll. And the less aware I am, the less present I am in those moments, the higher my daily screen time becomes. And so really, you know, getting clear about what we want most for ourselves and our kids, being able to articulate that to them and have conversations that aren't heated about our ultimate goals with them, Um, being able to be really authentic and real in our own struggles and allowing our kids to call us out, I think is really important, you know, and you are the expert on your child. Like you get to really notice your own instincts and notice the red flags. It's what I call them. The moments where you really are acknowledging like something bigger is going on here. And while the kids, you know, were joking with me in our conversation around privacy and like, don't look at my phone. The bottom line is that's a place we get to go. Right. And it doesn't mean we read every text. It doesn't, I mean, like, you know, and some people do that. They, and, and again, it's your prerogative. When I, like I said, go back and think about what it would have been like if my parents had recorded my calls or listened in on the other end, that would have felt very, um, what's the word? It just would have felt aggressively gross. It would have just made it very difficult to be in real, honest relationship. And I was already kind of a liar, (laughs) I was sneaky. I didn't tell my parents a lot of things. Even inside of our good relationship, I was sneaky. Had they been more intrusive, that's the word I was looking for, and how they monitored me and my communications with my friends, you know, that would have been even worse. And it's a different world today than it was when I was a teenager in the late 80s, early 90s, right? It's not just monitoring our kids conversations with their friends. There's all these other people, you know, and sitting here and hearing Rowan say, oh yeah, people send me dick pics. Breaks my heart, right? Breaks my heart. And this is the world that our kids are growing up in. So let's be in conversation with them about it. Let's pull the curtain back. So it's not the secretive thing. And we get to talk about like, how do you navigate that? What do you do about that? I have a son, right? And he is passionate. We didn't get to talk about it today on the show, but he gets really fired up that boys will ask girls for nudes. And I know I can hear Amy laying right now in my head saying, oh, it's not just the boys that are being pushy. The girls get pushy too. You know, the girls want attention from boys and they're sending sexy shots. You know, how are we talking to our boys about that and how to respond in a way that's respectful 
and lets the girls know that they don't have to do that. So, I mean, I don't think this particular episode is going to be, you know, complete with perfect action steps to be tied up in a little bow right now. But I just felt really compelled to come on and bring up this conversation and, and to bring my kids on and really show you and be transparent about how we are currently talking about screens in the house. Um, and I got to tell you, it was, I think you can hear it in my voice. It was, you know, not easy to say, what are you noticing about me and what I'm modeling? And, but it's important. Like we get, they get to, they get to share about that with me and I get to learn and I get to grow and I get to reduce my screen time. So that's what I've got for you today. What kind of conversations are you having with your kids? Maybe this podcast is something you can listen to together. Maybe your kids would disagree with my kids. You know, maybe there's, um, maybe these are conversation starters for you. I just want you to know that we're all in it together. You're not alone in this and it can feel really intense and it can feel like there's no solution, that there's no answer, that there's no end to the fighting. And there is, right? There's, there, there's, there's, directions to go in. There's conversations to have. Set your boundaries, right? Find your kindness and firmness uh, because it's our kids are too important to just throw our hands in the air and say, whatever, it's too hard, right? And, and my, you know, high five to all of you that are holding back on phones and social media for as long as possible. Yay, great. And you know, we want our kids to be able to learn the skills that they need to to handle all of this and navigate this when we're not, you know, when we're not the soft landing. So I'm super excited to hear your thoughts about all of this and your feedback and what you think. And um, I'll just continue to have these kinds of conversations with my kids, with all of you. Join us in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage group or the Joyful Courage Parents of Teens group. And let's keep talking. And let's support each other because this is, you know, we are the pioneer parents as far as raising kids during a time where media is what it is right now. We are the pioneers. Oh my gosh. And it is not easy. So let's support each other and um, share and show up and be authentic. And uh, our kids need us to do that. So... That's what I've got for you today. I hope that you have a beautiful day. Don't forget at the beginning of the show, I mentioned my newsletter. So joyfulcourage.com slash join will get you on my newsletter. That's where I share uh, podcasts with you directly to your inbox. And I will also be sharing information about my upcoming book, Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey. Also, as I've mentioned, the Parenting Teens with Positive Discipline Audio Summit is for sale. The Forever Access Package is um, available now through the end of the month. So you're going to want to check that out at joyfulcourage.com slash teen summit for more information and to purchase that. It's really good. 15 interviews with positive discipline trainers and lead trainers about a variety of topics, including screen use, including kindness and firmness, including all the things that drive us crazy 
when it comes to raising teenagers in positive discipline land. So check that out. And I love you. Keep leaving me iTunes reviews and I will see you next week with a brand new interview. Bye. Joyful Courage community. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Podshaper. Be sure to join the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business pages on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Also, I mentioned Patreon at the beginning of the show. Check it out, www.patreon.com slash Joyful Courage. This is where you can contribute to the show and take advantage of patron perks like content-rich monthly webinars and deeper discussions about what's being shared on the podcast. You will like it, www.patreon.com slash Joyful Courage. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way, so reach out. You can also sign up for my biweekly newsletter at joyfulcourage.com. Just go to the website, sign up for that. Take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everyone is going to be okay. Big love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.